Mother's Day was awkward. It always is. An essay by Matt Ruby. That's me. So what are you doing for Mother's Day? Oh, uh, actually, my mom's dead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I have that conversation frequently. (laughs) One odd thing about having parents who passed away at a relatively young age is how much you become a downer for the rest of your life when other people bring up parents as a topic. Not only is living through the loss itself a bummer, it also takes on this weirdly exponential awkwardness factor. You're constantly forced to explain it in a way that puts other people at ease in order to get jackknifed conversations out of a sadness ditch. Both my parents have been dead for years, so it's nothing new to me. But whenever another person first hears about it, it's... Breaking news that must be handled gracefully. And they give you this head tilted to the side, compassion-filled, oh, that must be so tough, consolation gaze, and then wait for your response. Obviously, they mean well, I get that, but nonetheless, now it's your job to either enter the depths of despair and sadness with them or console them. I usually go with something like, yeah, but you know, she lived a wonderful life when she was alive and I'm very glad to have had her for a mother and hope that releases them from, you know, needing to pursue the conversation further. In general, I wonder about condolence as an act and whether it's there more for the giver or the receiver. Because sometimes condolence feels less like sympathy and more like confession. Like the other person is trying to receive forgiveness for not having to endure the same hardship. It's as if they're saying, oh, my mom's still alive. Do you forgive me for that? It's as if they want to be released from, I don't know, some minor form of survivor's guilt or something. I recall when my father was dying from cancer and how occasionally a neighbor would come over to visit. My dad was really sick, yet we were frequently having a great time together in a way we hadn't for years. Deathbeds can be liberating like that. We were looking at old photos, listening to Johnny Cash records, and laughing about things that had happened decades ago. And then a neighbor would ring the bell, and an aura of gloom descended upon us. Oh yeah, we're supposed to be sad. I'd open the door and talk with the neighbor, you know, who usually had a cake or some other item of food, and they'd stare mournfully and say in that sadness-tinged voice, this must be so tough for you. It's so awful. On some level, I just didn't think it was right to let this stranger feel sadder than me about my dad dying, so I'd match their energy. It was almost like I was a drunk driver trying to act sober for the cops. Oh yes, it really is terrible. This uncheery chit-chat would go on for a few minutes and then eventually they'd depart. And I knew their intentions were well-meaning, but I slightly resented it, too. They got to do a drive-by sadness hit. We had to live there. I did appreciate the cake, though. (laughs) They say everyone grieves in their own way. Well, I'd add on to that. They also grieve on their own timetable. So maybe it's just a question of scheduling. 
If I'm going to be sad about my dead parents, I want it to be on my timeline, not yours. And I certainly don't want it scheduled annually on the same Hallmark-sponsored day when everyone else is celebrating the very thing that I'm missing. My hunch is there are plenty of others who feel the same way, but like me, they just go with the flow. We don't want to give off a negative energy while the rest of the world basks in a maternal glow. So every year we absorb the condolences and click like on that photo of you and your mom at a park in the 80s with a great haircut and terrible clothes. Our goal is just to survive the day. Then on some other day, something random will just pop up that reminds me of her. For example, when When Harry Met Sally comes on the TV and I remember as a child going to see it with her in the theater and how when the movie ended, we just sat there as the credits rolled and she turned to me and I'll never forget this. She just goes, characters, that's what makes a great story, great characters. If you care about the people, you'll follow them anywhere. Or I see a pair of sunglasses and remember that time she shoplifted a pair just like them from Bloomingdale's right in front of me. And then the next day made me watch as she mailed the sunglasses back to the store, accompanied by a letter apologizing for the theft. Huh, that sure was strange. Or the day I was going through some papers she left behind and I found a crinkled typewritten note with the title Towards Oneness. I'll read it to you now. Go on a week's vacation together to a faraway, exciting place. Take scuba diving lesson near here. Go scuba diving when we create the opportunity. Go away at least one weekend a month without children to camp, hike, canoe, and ride horses. Go away one weekend a month with children for family weekend outings. Go to or meet in New York to see art shows, museums, and exciting events. Show love and affection to each other. Touch and caress, hug, kiss, go dancing, eat together away from home more often, then, afterwards, do other things. Go for walks, trust one another, talk, 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 communicate, open hearts and minds, read poetry to each other, write poetry to each other, link our hands together, reach up with them and rise and ascend. All this and more could be. I mean, what was that? A poem? A letter to herself? A fantasy? I've shown it to others before and they marvel at the beauty of the prose. But I think canoe? I never saw you canoe. Did you ever even set foot in a canoe? They want to talk about the words she wrote, but I go somewhere else. I just want to stare at the creases she made and the coffee stains she left on that piece of paper. I just want to touch something she used to touch.
And now let's bring in producer Jeremiah McVeigh. Hey, Jeremiah. Hey, Matt. Uh, so thanks for sharing that with us. I guess I want to ask you regarding Mother's Day. Obviously, it's a very different holiday for you. There's a before and there's an after. Did you have good experiences on Mother's Day before your mother passed away? Or was it just a hallmark holiday then too? Yeah, nothing particularly that stands out as being like, oh yeah, Mother's Day was really important to my mom or to our family in general. Yeah, it seemed, I mean, I would always, you know, write her a card or give her a call or, mm -hmm. you know, if, if we were together, you know, try to do something, but um, it never held special import to me. And I also want to like explain, like, I don't think like I'm super special in this way. Probably the majority of people in the world have dead mothers. <laughs> so right. like on some level, it's almost like a, a, a youth centered uh, notion that I'm the outlier here versus, you know, uh, people who have both their parents still alive. But yeah, I guess, you know, we're uh, in our age range. It is unusual. I mean, I guess, you know, we're, we're talking explicitly about Mother's Day, but as you state pretty clearly, you lost both parents pretty young. So was there any difference in the way Mother's Day hit versus Father's Day? Well, I mean, I think my dad couldn't care less about Father's Day or most <laughs> matters of emotion or sentimentality in general. So, um, and yeah, I think culturally, we I think we give a little bit more shine to mothers than we do to fathers. You know, I would sure. argue for understandable reasons. But um, no, I think Mother's Day and Father's Day are good things. It's great to celebrate your parents. You know, as a society, it, it's helpful to have rituals and days on the calendar. So I'm not uh, against those days. I've published this piece a couple of times before on Mother's Day, and I've had people reach out to me. So I, I do feel like a little bit like there's like a an undercurrent of people who are like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a mom. So it's weird that you're all celebrating yours on this one day, but like, you know, you right. don't want to be the per person being like, yeah, you guys are all being mean to us people with dead moms. It's just sort of like, uh, you just kind of go along with it because you don't want to seem like a jerk. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds like, honestly, you're saying that they took on more significance. I'm not saying better or worse significance, but just significance once your parents passed away, because then it's a, it's a notice of an absence because other, you see other people in the world celebrating and you're like, oh, well, that's not a thing I'm doing. And it's not like you're saying, well, I'm not doing that. I'm so sad and I'm so upset about it, but it's noticing it, you know? Totally. And I think tied in with this is social media and sure. my parents, you know, passing away right around as social media was taking off which I think there has been this huge uptick in how much attention is paid mm -hmm. uh, in an outward manner on Mother's Day and Father's Day via, you know, it's a great time to do your throwback posts of you and your mom or dad, you know, when you were a little kid and uh, everyone chimes in with like, look at that outfit. And then, oh, your dad was hot or that that kind of stuff, you know. And so I think it, those, those holidays or, you know, Hallmark days, whatever we call days like that, have sort of uh, grown in how much we consider them as a as a society because there is this sharing aspect to it of uh, people. Uh, it's our favorite thing to do on uh, on social media is to uh, perform some act of ego and narcissism and look at me and give me all these likes while pretending to be selfless and celebrating someone else. It's sort of like the perfect holiday for social media, right? Yeah, and I think you're right. They have, not that you were necessarily saying this, but it's making me think this. Uh, they have transitioned from being Hallmark holidays 
to social media holidays, or I mean, I guess they're hybrids, but it makes me realize that now there are actually purely social media holidays. I'd never heard of Siblings Day before, yeah. and now it's a thing that pops up once a year. And I'm like, is this even the same time it was last year? I can't remember because it's not a real thing. Yeah, it's nice to honor your siblings and celebrate them, like just as it is to celebrate your parents, but. I don't remember ever hearing about it before social media. Did you? No, every, everyone needs their own day now. But I, I do think it's an interesting point how, I don't know, that's entirely a social media holiday, Mother's Day or Father's Day, but it certainly has been like a performance enhancing drunk where yes. what, whatever it used to be, it's definitely like grown and become much stronger and, uh, you know, virulent in our society. And now for some quickies. Comedy is the most beautiful way to complain. I think that's why Jews are so good at it. We're used to turning the carbon dioxide of persecution into the oxygen of laughter. It's why we talk so much about the tree of life. We're constantly doing trauma photosynthesis. We are living in the era of zero accountability meets zero attention span. Unsurprisingly, it's not... What What was I saying again? Uh, it's someone else's fault. Let's just move on. I'm bad at texting is the new... I'm an asshole. You can subscribe to or follow this show just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a moment, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, or anywhere else that allows you to do that. And when I say that, I mean, like, leave it a good review. I feel like that's obvious, but if, you, if you're just going to leave it a bad review, you, you don't have to. Anyway, it helps others find the show, which I really appreciate. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at mattruby at hey.com. That's mattruby at hey.com. And if you like this podcast, you should subscribe to the Rubes Letter, where what you just heard first appeared. You can find that at mattrubycomedy.com slash subscribe. And while you're at mattrubycomedy.com, you can also find links to my Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok, where I post clips of my stand-up and other stuff, too. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. This podcast is produced by Stereoactive Media.